Hey, I'm Parker Lennon. And this is Chuck Stack. And you're listening to Fat Fitness. Use fitness as a goal for something we wanted to do, and it allowed us to do things like rock climbing and surfing and, and do it in a fun way. Things you should question yourself about before you compete. Everybody's different. And yeah. so if you think you're going to be just like that study, or you think you're going to fall directly into that category, you're probably wrong. I follow doctors and certain trainers that are PhDs and yeah. stuff so that I can get what they're doing their research on. High game is the relentless pursuit of meeting new people. Yeah. <laughs> this or, is like killing a million little organisms <laughs> at a time. I was in a really bad place, but what got me through was fitness, number one, and secondary was meditation and really good friends, of course. There were some serious whoopsies not too long ago. Did you, see, did you guys see that girl that um, pooped in the cage? Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. I did see that. <laughs> yeah. Man, I feel, that's so terrible. Well, I mean, when you're on, she literally shit her pants. You lose, you lose muscle, you know, tone. And stuff yeah, like that. I mean, so, I mean, she probably cut. She probably cut all kinds of weight, and it was. I, I've seen a lot of wrestlers do that. Yeah, no, that, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so yeah. I guess I mean this is a good start to talk about with the, the MMA. I would say that probably the biggest thing with the MMA, it's similar to like wrestling. So. You probably see a lot of like traditional, you know, especially cutting methods that might not be the safest. So, yeah, and I think I think it's improved a lot over like when I was doing it. I I was wasn't doing it right. Like I yeah. would cut way too much weight, and I actually one of my fights. I was an amateur, but um, after my fight, it was it was a you know I went the the distance in the fight, and um, I ended up in the hospital because I couldn't keep liquids down after the fight. Damn. Um, so yeah, that's not good. Yeah. You got to cut weight, right? That's one of the biggest things in MMA well, like, is learning how to cut, cut your weight. Well now, I mean with you and your, your boys in wrestling, you've seen, I mean, they're at youth wrestling. And when I was at youth wrestling, I mean, even then they were cutting weight, you know, and like running with trash bags and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Dude, speaking of that, I saw two people on the, uh, on Bayshore yesterday, um, with sweatsuits on and the heat index was 103. <laughs> oh man. And I was like, I was like, you guys, there's so many better methods to doing that. Like for one, it's a hundred, the heat index is 103. So you don't need the fucking thing. I take that back Parker. My first experience with fasting was when I wrestled. Oh yeah, dude. (laughs) They're like, you're not going to eat for like three days and we're going to give you just water and try not to pass out and practice, but (laughs) you made weight. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you do with that fasting? I did, I did a fasting, like cutting weight. In in um, fighting was a little different for me because I I cut a lot of water weight, but with fasting, it's just a different. Yeah, it made I, me sick. I mean, fasting now opposed to fasting before was a lot different. Like as a youth, like it was definitely not the best approach. I would say for sure, like right. uh, something low calorie would have been even better. Um, I would probably yeah. responded better, but I still, I mean. I came from, because of coming from BMX and stuff like that, like I had quite a, a large amount of grit, you know, so it didn't affect me too bad mindset wise, but physically it was definitely not the best thing. Like, I feel like if anything, that was what messed me up from high school was trying to lose a substantial amount of weight and uh, doing it with uh <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get it to where you're not talking to a ghost right now. <laughs> That's like, there I am. But yeah, but doing better it, we can see like, it right? with... I was trying to lose a substantial amount of weight without having, um, I don't know. Nobody really thought about that. About there you go. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, just uh, this is the way to do it, and uh, that's the way to do it." So now, yeah. now they take more of a scientific approach, and they they do. You know, it's, I mean, you're eating regular food and regular amounts, but people um, that are on 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 you know fighting at a higher level, right? Yeah, Kids that's that's a good point. Harder don't have you know they don't have that um the trainers or the money to to pay for someone to do it for them yeah they're doing it the bad way still so so you know like i didn't put this on the questions but something that i was thinking of just hearing you guys talk about this like do you see yourself like if Lennon continues or jack does get into wrestling becoming a coach and being i know you are kind of coaching right now right yeah well but, yeah just just with Lennon, but yeah 
but um, do you see yourself being like more of a, a, a new school coach that doesn't do all the dumb shit that they do? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna have him cutting weight. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I I didn't really. I didn't cut weight when I was little. I cut weight when I probably when I started in like high school. Yeah, and I, I did cut weight in high school. Um, but yeah, I think that you know when you're young, um, it, it makes you not want to compete in the sport if you're if you're starving your kid before they go wrestle yeah they're not going to want to do it it's not enjoyable do you so, think it led to any like unhealthy relationships of food with you yeah i'm sure um well now because you just want to eat everything right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah now i'm just a fat ass no no you're not. Uh, no i do i do like eating everything but it also made me appreciate food but i didn't cut weight as i was a, you know when i was a kid though so I can't. I can't say. I'm sure that it leads to some dysfunction as far as eating goes with kids that you know were forced to cut weight. But my dad never made me do that. So yeah, that's cool though. I mean, he's an awesome dude. I met him a bunch. Yeah, and he's still a badass to this day. Yeah. So all all five foot five of him. Yeah, he's, he's shorter. <laughs> dude, those are some of the nastiest wrestlers and stuff, man. Yeah. Look, Chuck's saying that because he's short. I was about to say, I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> you, you're all short. <laughs> but the problem was, I was like, I always had to do heavyweight. And I was like, at my max weight That's in high true. school at that time, I was like 210. So going against like <laughs> the unlimited guys and stuff, it was a lot. Right. I got a lot of belly to back suplexes against me and stuff. So. Chuck's just knocking shit over in here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys wouldn't have wrestled each other then. No. I weighed, I, I wrestled like my freshman year, I wrestled 103. Um, my sophomore year, one twelve, and then one nineteen, and then one twenty five. So I was always a little guy, anyway. So um, let's let's keep this going. Like, what got you started into the MMA, uh, the sport of MMA? Wow. Well, there's a lot of variables there, but um. So take us through I, your progression, I guess. Yeah. So wrestling was my background. Um. Out of high school, right out of high school, I had um, my oldest son, Cam, Camden, um, which is 14 now, which makes me really, really old. <laughs> um, but right after high school, you know, I, I'd competed my whole life. And my plan, the, you know, from when I was as young as I can remember, um, was to go to college and wrestle. So I did that. I went to IU um, for a short stint. And... Um, but I had a kid I had to take care of. So, you know, wrestling at that level in Division One is like a job in its own. Um, plus school, plus, you know, trying to trying to work to support your kid as well. Um, it was it was tough. So yeah. I ended up coming home, um, and I went and worked in a factory factory for eight months. It was terrible. Um I drank a lot of Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, I, 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 seriously, I, I started drinking a lot of Mountain Dew. I was just, I was, got fat. I gained a lot of weight. Um, and then about eight months, eight months into that, I'm spraying mosquito spray. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> okay. I'm I heard um, you smack one right when we started. Yeah. But, For those of you who don't know, he's in Indiana in the country. Yeah. So, um, but after eight months of it, I was just, and I was kind of depressed because I had, had given up on something that I, you know, wanted to do for a long time. Um, always said I was going to wrestle in college. And, um, so I was just kind of eating and drinking my, um, you know, depression away. And, um, a, a buddy of mine, he's a promoter and, and uh, manager, Chaz Bowling. Um, he, invited me to come train. So I went and, and started training with him in about uh, six months to a year after that, I had my first amateur fight. And then I just, I, I, I kept fighting for about seven years after that. Cool. So, yeah. So it, in that progression, like how did your training progress? Like, did you have like a, did it seem like the intensity just built and like you, then you all of a sudden you're at the professional level or was it just like, 
kind of like no, over, I, over I, the years uh you learned better technique yeah i had about a year of like actual training with with mma um and i had 15 amateur fights i fought 15 times as an amateur and i was 15 to no so at that point um my manager was like well do you want to make some money doing this might as well <laughs> like yeah so um that's when we decided to turn pro and all it really is there's not a big difference between you know my last amateur fight and my professional fight the only difference was i was making money for you know i was fighting someone that was that had already been a professional that's really the what you know turning pro means so yeah. and so i know that um from talking to you back in the day when you're doing it and um just kind of hearing it from my sister of course um for those of you who don't know also this is my brother-in-law so that's what we have him on the show and it's a good topic yeah. to talk about that we have not talked about um but you did a lot of training camps too right in a lot of sweet ass places yeah yeah i um luckily you know chaz had my manager had a lot of connections he he had been um doing this since i was a kid really um, since, you know, MMA first started. So he had a lot of connections everywhere. Um, so I got to train, um, in Hawaii. I went to, you know, everywhere we went, like for a fight, we had somewhere to train. He knew everybody in, in the fight game. Um, but yeah, I went to Hawaii for training, um, San Diego, American top team down, down in Florida, Coconut Creek, um, um, Militich's camp. Back when it was, I'm not saying it's not good now, but back when it was a, a powerhouse, um, that was probably the most intense place I've ever trained. It was, really? it was crazy there. And then you got to fight like all over too, right? Yeah. Yep. So, um, all over the country. And then, um, I fought in, uh, Japan a couple times and then Australia towards the end of my, uh, <clears throat> actually that was my last fight was in Australia. That's when I stopped fighting. Yeah, I remember that one. Did a land down yeah, under. 2012. He, that one, so, okay, so that's right, um, right when we shot my first video ever for Linen Fitness. Yep. Um, and I'm going to put that in our description so that you can see <laughs> what we both used to look like. I was like skinny and shredded and you were skinny and shredded. Yeah, I've gained, I've gained about 50 pounds since then. Honestly. Yeah, but... Nice. Dude, when I when I worked out with them when I was back in Indiana, like the beginning of the summer, like into spring, I guess, uh, I was like, "Fuck you, man!" Like he was putting up some weight, and he was just like, "Hey, by the way, I don't warm up for my bench sets." And I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna die! Like my shoulders will die." <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. He, warming up just warming up just makes me tired, and not you know I can't I can't hit as much then. <laughs> yeah, it was because my conditioning now is is garbage, but. I, I've been focusing on trying to get strong. Did what did strong. you find? Did you find that the conditioning was harder to work on, or the strength was harder to work on for you personally? Conditioning. Conditioning. Do you think that uh, mo most fighters struggle with conditioning, or would you say I that? Would say, Jesus. I would. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It seems like most uh, most of the MMA fighters and most you know just people in that arena are naturally strong you know like they're they kind of right. tend to be a little bit stronger or you know their environment tends to make them stronger so i've always found the same thing like the conditioning is always the hardest thing in sport like i can get kind of strong quick but you know working on your wind and your conditioning and like being able to breathe for you know 10 12 15 you know 30 90 minutes of physical activity i mean i couldn't even imagine what you guys you know, that's putting it all out there, uh, every yeah. round. So, and that's, that's the opposite. Like I don't struggle with that at all because I was an endurance athlete, but I will tell you straight up, if I do anything that's like boxing oriented, um, or like start to throw my, my hands and my, my feet around like that, there's no way I would have that kind of conditioning. Cause it's a lot of fast switch. Yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so what, yeah, and that's what, that's what we do as for like, as far as strength and conditioning goes, when I was fighting, I didn't do a lot of like heavy lifting. I didn't do, you know, like I'm doing now, I would do more fast pace, you know, um, circuit type, type stuff and not, not lift. I, I was never lifting heavy because if I lifted heavy, I'd gain weight. And then, 
you know, I would have to cut it. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, I'd like last time we trained uh the two times ago when I was there, like almost a year and a half ago, we were doing mm-hmm. farmers carries with like a ridiculous amount of weight. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it was it yeah. wasn't just like a little little stint, it was like around a track. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. After yep. like forearm workout or something ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, um, so how was the crossover? Like, I wanted to go back to like when you went from wrestling to getting into mixed martial arts. Like, how was that crossover for you? Was it easy or was it like a challenge to learn the skill? No, like growing up, I never, I, I never fought. I never got in fights. Like as a kid, I was in a, you know, a lot of people that got into MMA, um, you know, or even people that I was training with, they, you know, grew up fighting their brothers or just, you know, out in the streets, just fighting uh, in general. <laughs> and I never did that. I never, uh, like I, I didn't, I mean, I got in a couple fights maybe, but I, I don't think I won. Um, so I never thought that I would be fighting and like, I would see, um, my cousin, my Josh, my cousin, Josh, um, he fought a couple times in the cage. So I went and watched him fight a couple times, but as I was watching, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is something I definitely want to do. Um, this was when I was, like, in seventh, eighth grade. I was watching these fights. Um, but then after high school, I kind of went on a little spree of fighting. Um, I got, I started drinking, and I got in some street fights, and I realized that I could, I could fight. Um, for one, <laughs> I realized that I kind of realized how to use my wrestling, um, to my advantage. So, um, and he's scary to drink with, by the way, if he, if he has a bad <laughs> night. That was the last time that we actually hung out in person. It we was, had to uh, chase your ass down. We, I forgot we had about to, that We had shit. to tame the beast. So, I mean, at least Stop, listen now, listen now, <laughs> it wasn't, it didn't get too happen, bad. That doesn't happen all the time. That was a yeah. bad miss. He, yeah. you know what? He, he, it was good fun until you know somebody did. I mean, I agree. I it was well, kind of a jerk move, but it's these Sarasota kids, man. Yeah. They're fucking no. Anyways, <laughs> anyways you yeah. didn't do anything bad to so, anybody. Let's well, let's just claim no, that. Yeah. he bad, went off so on his own. Yeah, it was fine. The and, record for all my Facebook. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was it. He was, he handled himself all right. He actually just uh, disappeared. You yeah, know, it was kind of more the here's, issue. So. Here's the tip: if you hear <laughs> Matt start hissing like a cat, <laughs> I'm not joking about this. Shit, the lion's, it, the lion's you, you need to get him out of there. <laughs> and also, he's like a gremlin. You do not feed him whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that no. with gremlins, but he only yeah, gets scared. Everybody, everybody knows that. Anyone no shot. Anyway. So yeah, uh, no th- that was actually a good transition into the, my next my next question. How when you did find that switch, like how is how did you turn it on and off? Like what was the the thing that you kind of like? Was it like a ritual? Was it like, you know, setting up your gear? Was it the day of? Was it a certain song? Like, what what turn, what turned you on, you know, as you know, Matt Jagger, the fighter? Um, it, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of a, a weird situation, honestly, when you're, when you're getting ready to fight. So say leading up to the fight, fight week, um, I'm going to have to go inside because I'm getting tore up by mosquitoes. <laughs> but um, leading up to fight week, it is really, it's a strange feeling. Um, you know, you're you're starving. Okay? Um, for me, anyway, this is not for everyone because, you know, there are a lot of fighters that do it right and and cut weight the right way and, and they're eating, you know, an hour before they weigh in. But for me, I cut a lot of weight and it was, it was not fun. Um, after weigh-ins, which is usually the day before the fight, um, it's kind of like a relief because, you know, you made weight, you're, you're, you're ready to go, you know, you get to eat and drink. For me, drinking was the most, you know, the, the best part of making weight because I could do without food, but when you take water from me, it's not good. It's, it's terrible going without water. Which is actually funny. But, um, that's kind of a crossover to um, getting ready for competition. And, yeah, I was going to say that was the thing that I actually did in my bodybuilding show that was really different for me is I did the opposite. Like I flooded myself with water and kind of used water as a natural diuretic uh, and then cut mm-hmm. it back, you know, like the week of. So 
Like when right. I when I was drinking a gallon, I felt like entirely parched. Like I felt like I hadn't been drinking whatsoever. So, but that was obviously after I learned, you know, that you can use that technique. So, right, that's a good technique. It sounds See, like I didn't, you were using I, a lot I, of traditional methods. Yeah, right. And this was, and I was doing, you know, old school stuff that I was doing in high school. That's that's how I was cutting weight, and that's you know that's I thought that was the best way to do it when clearly. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> well, you know, we, we talk a lot about this on the show too. Like the stuff that we did, like when I first started that video we have, when I was first training with you, there's some stuff I did with clients that I'm like horrified of now. Um, right. I thought insanity was a cool workout back then. And now I'm like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Right. Like it, it makes sense why it works, but it, it it's not good for your body in the long run. Um, yeah, it worked, it worked for me. I mean, I made the weight, um, but I definitely, wasn't giving myself the, you know, um, an advantage by, by cutting away like that. It was, yeah. it was definitely took a toll on my body for sure. But so going kind of back to that, what Chuck was asking, um, I kind of, I, I have never asked you about this. And now that we've delved into these books, like, uh, stealing, stealing fire and, uh, the rise of Superman, were there any like times where you're like meditating? Um, any he was talking about, I guess, pre-fight rituals. But were right. there any things that you're doing for your mindset to not go like insane? <laughs> I mean, I always talk to myself, uh, especially the day of the fight. You wake up. Um, I as far as in the cage and in the ring, I had 45 fights. That's with like amateur and uh, professional fights combined. That's a lot. And a lot. and yeah, and every day. You know, even towards the end of it, after I had 40 some fights, um, when you wake up, it's just, it's, you know, it's like, it's fight day. It's time to, I'm, I'm getting ready to fight somebody. It's, it's just a strange feeling. <laughs> um, but going, you know, when, when you're actually at the venue and, you know, they're, they're, um, you're sitting back there waiting to fight. It's just, I had, you had to talk yourself into and out of a lot of things <laughs> yeah. for me, you know, I'm like, why the hell did I do that? Why am I, why did I even sign up for this again? <laughs> That's yeah. honestly how my, my brain was working. Um, and then, you know, you walking out to the cage, you're just, you're just kind of in the zone. And then once they ring the bell or, you know, tell you you're ready to fight, it's just, um, it's a, it's like, you're just, uh, free it's like it's one of the the it's hard to explain because i've never experienced anything like it but um for me everything like slows down but it's over so fast yeah if that makes sense it's um like before the fight you have an adrenaline i guess they call it an adrenaline dump where you know i'm warming up and I'm like, okay, I'm, I hit the pads for three minutes and I'm exhausted. Like I hit the pads and my arms are heavy. My legs are weak. I'm like, what is going on? You know, I've been, I've been doing 10 five minute rounds for the past six weeks and now I'm tired from hitting the pads for three minutes, but it's the adrenaline, no matter how hard you work out for me the adrenaline would just worry out. Yeah. That's not, uh, that would, that to me would probably be like the hardest thing. Cause yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of people in competition in general don't, don't prepare for that, you know, or mm -hmm. they don't like practice at least how to like keep themselves moderated and, and a little bit, uh, a little bit under control. So, um, you know, we lost them and we got them back to, at the same to time. To kind of hear you, uh, hear you talk about like a, an adrenaline dump is, is really good because I think that, that that's definitely something that a lot of fighters, yet alone competitors of any sport, you know, don't consider. So, well, this is yeah. why I wanted to ask you kind of how you felt about it because when he described that, it's literally how I felt BMX racing. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same way that I feel um, with anything that's, you know, even the same thing with uh, triathlons or a marathon. When you get up there, you're like, why the hell did I sign up for another one of these fucking things? Yeah. And then yeah. and then it's like as soon as you get into the race, like it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, here right. we go. You know, like, yeah, it's, yeah. A high, it's, a, it's a high. Yeah. I mean, and that's exactly that, why you sign up for the next one. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, but then 
but then again, you know, when you get there, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why, why you, am I getting ready to fight this uh, guy? He looks really mean. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that adrenaline dump more or less, like, as your your career progressed? Like, further it in? It never changed. It never it changed. It never changed. Yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought maybe, you know, I just, I learned to deal with it better as I uh, progressed in my career, but it never changed. Um, I was, I was just as, I don't, I don't want to say nervous cause I wasn't nervous, but, um, it was the same routine, the same emotions on my last fight as I did my very first fight. Yeah. Well, thing is too, like your personality, you're not a cocky person. Like you're confident Ooh. for sure, but you're not like <laughs> arrogant. <Thanks. laughs> yeah. I mean, you got confidence, but it, uh, it's like a quiet confidence. Like, yeah. It's, I, it's a very quiet confidence. Like I think yeah. people would, uh, size you up in a bar and misjudge and get their ass kicked. Yeah. I like, was going to say like, uh, uh, me that happens all the time. Yeah. I was me personally, like thinking of if I were to fight you, you know, like it would be like, if you got quiet, I'd be like, shit, <laughs> what's going what's gonna to happen with this guy? Like, it's just like. <laughs> you know, you can kind of predict. And that's kind of another interesting point that I'd like to ask you on. Like, how did you prepare for that? Like when you eyed up another fighter or you like prepared yourself, like, did you watch their fights? Did you just go into it with your same routine? Was it a matter of training? What was it that you, like, what was the preparation like? Most of the time we knew what, um, you know, my opponent was good at and what they weren't, whether it be, from videos um, or just just from word of mouth. Like I said, my manager knew like everyone in the MMA game, so he would he would uh, you know get the scoop on you know if they're good at jujitsu. Obviously, we want to try to stand up with them if they're um, you know a good boxer. Try to take him down. That's I mean we always had a game plan, um, but the game plan <laughs> you know most of the time. Once you get in there, your game plan changes. I mean, you can try to stick to a game plan, but usually it's just how the fight flows, and that's how you have to, you know, you have to react to it. So, what were your stats like being a wrestler? Like you're better on the ground. Yeah, I mean, or or yeah, I mean, I, I definitely had more probably submissions than anything. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was like, what was your favorite fight ever? Was it amateur or was it pro? My favorite fight, honestly, is a fight I lost. It sounds stupid, but, um, my favorite fight was, it was early in my career. Um, it was probably like my sixth fight or something like that, but I lost the fight because, well, I, I, I was supposed to win the fight. I think it was in Oklahoma. I was supposed to win the fight. The, the kid had, you know, I mean, I was, I probably should have won 10 out of 10 times, honestly, just on, you know, skill level alone. Um, and I was out of shape. Um, I beat the dude up for a, a good amount of time. Um, and he could take a beating and he sustained it and I gassed out and I lost the fight. It's my favorite fight because at that point I told myself I was never going to be out of shape for a fight again. And after that fight, I can say that I was never, I never showed up to a fight out of shape because one thing you can control in fighting or wrestling or anything else is what kind of shape you're in. And, um, for me, that was my, the turning point for, you know, my fighting career. So. Well, that was, that was a great, that was a great point that like Dr. Jason Richardson talked about in his book was the fact that like you can learn something from it basically, you know, and sometimes your greatest accomplishment or your greatest win is not a win, you know, like it's like a, a learning experience or something like that. And, you know, to hear that you developed as a fighter and as an athlete, like that's, that takes a lot to, to learn that lesson, you know, and, and luckily yeah. I'm sure you learned it then, you know, not like after, yeah, I, after I doing that multiple times. <laughs> it, it was embarrassing. I mean, honestly, I mean, you're fighting in front of, you know, thousands of people and it, it's a fight that I never should have lost. And I lost it because I wasn't prepared for it. So, 
Um, after that, I, I, I never showed up to fight out of shape. That's awesome. I, did, yeah. I wasn't even expecting that answer, but that's like probably the best answer we could have got with that. So, <laughs> um, so what was the worst one? My least favorite fight. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is an easy one too, actually. So I was fighting, uh, this is my second fight in Japan. And um, I was fighting a guy, his name's Korean Zombie. He fights in the UFC now. Um, but he's just, uh, he, he's, um, well, he's from Korea, and, and his, his nickname, nickname is Zombie because he can take punches and just kind of walk through them. He's just kind of a scary dude. But Is he from out um, South Korea, not North? South, yeah. I was going to say, South, if he's from North he Korea, just, then fuck that guy. <laughs> right, no, right. No, this, this um, he actually... Just had to go on. Um, two years ago, he had to go on a leave from the UFC because. Yeah, I just he, watched that. I, I know yeah. you're talking about. Can't carry yeah. on. Sorry. You have now. So you have a in, in South Korea. You have to no matter what you have to serve in their military. So he just got back from that not too long ago. Um, he won that fight, right? His first fight yeah. back. Yeah. 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 Dude's yeah. ridiculous. So sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he's you had pretty, to fight he's pretty good. All right. <laughs> No, but the my least the, the reason it's my least favorite fight is because um, one of my good friends he he's passed away since uh, he was a great dude but he um, had a Dodge Viper okay it was blue it had white stripes on it and he told me if I won that fight. And he was going to give me that fucking Dodge Viper. <laughs> Matt Viper loves Dodge vehicles too. But it, it's a dagger. It was a dagger to my heart because I lost <laughs> the fight. And it's like, you know, when you lose a fight, you lose your pride anyway. But then I was like, and I lost a Dodge Viper. So <laughs> it was devastating. It was devastating. But, and I broke my hand in that fight. I was going to say, so I, I thought that was the one that you broke your hand. Mm. Yep. Had to come back home. Um, and get surgery on my hand for a uh, pretty penny. So how did you deal with injuries? Like uh, that's a sport just like BMX. You, it's not, if it's not when you get hurt or if it's, it's not, if you get hurt, it's when you get hurt. Right. So yeah, it's not, I mean, if you get hurt, even, you know, if you're, um, my first fight in Japan, I tore my LCL, which is not that serious, but, it definitely puts a, you know, it definitely puts a um, damper on your on your training. So, but you had to fight. I mean, it was either fight and and make your money, or not fight and not pay your bills. At, at that at that point, that's where I you know where we were at. So, um, you just gotta fight through it, and that's what a lot of people don't realize about MMA and UFC fighters. You know, people get pissed when the fight's canceled or or um, whatever. But these guys are training every day of the week a lot harder than they actually fight in the fight, and they're doing that every single day and multiple There's times a day too, right? Injuries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two or three days, you know, three times a day. True. So. Well, that's my question too. Do you think that maybe they're overtraining or back in the day you guys were training too much or do you think that there's never enough time to get the skills that you need to fight? Oh yeah. Back in, back in the day, for sure. I think that, um, you know, at least with sparring, sparring was definitely, it was overdone a lot because, uh, especially with all the, you know, concussion, um, issues that are going on with, with well you see it with football mostly yeah. but you took a lot of lot of um trauma when, wow. you're, when you're sparring you know three days a week full-on sparring it's not good for you at all. probably how, taking a lot of unnecessary abuse yeah how many concussions do you think that you've suffered throughout all of it like if you could guess <laughs> carol tell you about uh 100 because you know she <laughs> says i'm I have an altered brain, but yeah, um, <laughs> but um, concussions a lot. I was only knocked out probably three times that I can think of. Those are the times I remember. Um, I think only once in a fight, actually, maybe once in a fight, but in practice a couple times. Um, You're like, I can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> right, right, but but 
concussion, I mean, a concussion, you, you know, you can definitely get a concussion and not be out. Yeah. Um, and I, I experienced that quite a bit, honestly. So we're all probably and, in the same boat on that one. Yeah. yeah. I think that's such a serious note that athletes don't take into consideration, you know, like now it's being brought to attention, but there's still not enough protocol and safety for the athlete, no. you know, in that sense. And no. it, a lot of times it's not necessarily like the, it, it's more about like not getting one while you're still under, you know, recovery from the the previous one. Like that's right. kind of like the biggest thing that I think needs to be addressed and they're starting right. to do that, but it, it's still, I see a lot of people take too much of like a, an old school approach in that sense. And they're like, how many fingers? Cool. You got it right. Go back in, you know, like and, oh, yeah. uh, when in reality, you know, if that person's like unconscious or not, right. you know, even, if, they, even if they're moving around. A teammate of mine, I saw him get knocked out, like knocked out, not like days and standing up and, Knocked out like three times within like two practices. That's not good for your head. No, at all. no. So that's not and, enough time. And well, you know this no. too. You're a respiratory therapist, right? Mm-hmm. So you've been through all of the anatomy and physiology, and you know. Oh yeah. It affects this. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of ALS patients are linking um, concussions to ALS, and uh, a lot of my patients have ALS. Yeah. So yeah, so, <laughs> we're all screwed. Well, <laughs> and, and, and I like that's why I'm researching into the Q, the QEEG and different type of brain scans that are you know being used nowadays and the technology mm-hmm. is allowing. And I'm trying to bring that to like the training front too because a lot of people don't even know about that. And it's like a right. brain scan that it's not necessarily insurance. You know, you might be able to get insurance to cover it, but it's something that can tell you a lot about yourself and ways that you can kind of fix some of those quirks and those issues. So yeah. it's something I'm planning on doing. You know, uh, I think it's great that we're kind of bringing it up on this episode um, because I think it does need to be addressed in all sports. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you right now, I rode a main, um, I wrecked in my semi and still got up and crossed the finish line in like fourth place, which is how you get into the main. And uh, I couldn't see straight but I wrote it. So had I repped again, which would, would have been really easy. I mean, I would have had a, a massive concussion. I mean, it knocked me out and I still got, I got up, picked the bike up and, and rode the main. And I don't know that I could do that to this day. So, right. so we mentioned a little bit like your transition into the sport of mixed martial arts. Like how, mm-hmm. with all of that, that we've discussed right now, how, how did you transition out of it? Like, did you, did it, was it a huge learning <laughs> curve? Or, out, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, was it that easy? Like, was it like, no. like cut off? And it then, was with my like, sister on his back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times a good woman can help with that for sure. But like, no, well, you, honestly, um, I was still fighting when I went back to school. Um, I, I was still fighting and my last fight, which was in Australia, um, I, I lost the fight and, um, my heart, I, I could just tell my heart wasn't in it. You know, I wasn't, um, it just wasn't, you know, losing that fight. What didn't affect me as much as it would have in the past. So, at that point, I knew I was done. And I always told myself I wouldn't fight. You know, when I first started, I said I wouldn't fight just for the money. Um, I did it originally because it was I, I missed competing because I'd done it my whole life. You know, I wrestled since I was five years old. So I, I liked the competition. Um, that was the main reason I did it. And then I started making money, which was great. But, you know, once I did start making money, I was like, you know, I don't want to do this just for money and I'm not going to. So that's, it was kind of easy for me to, to stop. I do miss a lot of things about it. Um, I don't miss cutting weight. Um, training now for me, like going to the gym is enjoyable. Whereas when I had to do it, it wasn't as enjoyable. Um, I miss, um, teammates. I miss, you know, training because a lot of those, guys I trained with were, you know, I was with them every single day and, um, uh, sweating and bleeding with them. So they were like, you know, my brothers, but so I miss that. I miss, uh, you know, having a team, but other than that, um, I'm pretty happy not fighting. (laughs) I, I like not getting hit in the face. 
I mean, you said that really well. I think it, it sounds like you're having a great transition, you know, into just life, you know, after yeah. being a, a professional athlete. Um, I, I, the only thing that I'd, I'd like to ask you in that sense is like, do you still compete in anything? Like what, what, what is, do you, do you <laughs> do? Gonna set her in yeah. I mean, like, so what is your competition? Is it just like you said you enjoy the gym? It's obviously like, those are big, yeah those are like big accomplishments you finally get to focus on like you and yeah i think that's such a great thing because a lot of people don't think of that and you know it, it you you're yeah. obviously you know enjoying you know life after the, the the intense competition well i can tell you he doesn't put his training into um pool because <laughs> i'd be his ass in pool um yeah, it's I that's awesome man like I still think like you you do like set goals for yourself though. I mean, last time I was there you kind of you laid it out and you're like, "Hey, I'm going to hit this weight." Like and then you you set a cutting goal too and you kind of got to that um yeah. recently. Now I'm now I'm going back the other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to get burly for the winter time there. Right. I'm trying to gain weight again. And I was like, you know, I wanted to, you know, lose a little bit of weight for summer and then um, about a month ago, I was like, screw this, man. I feel, I felt small. So I decided to start eating again. <laughs> a it's lot. kind of the cycle that we go through too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a shortcutting process for me. That that's right where I'm at. I'm like, <laughs> I'm now the heaviest I've been in probably about three or four years and, uh, maybe even longer. And it, I'm comfortable here. It's, it's yeah. funny how you kind of go through those transitions and, you know, competing in different sports where that is a necessity, where your weight is a focus and stuff like that. You kind of enjoy right. when, when you don't have to focus on that and you kind of just get to get to be you. And um, like I said, it sounds like you have had a good balance from following you for a while now. I see that it, it seems to me, just like Parker said, like setting personal goals as well as like yeah. you and Kara are kind of competitive a little bit towards each other and oh, everything. Yeah. And then yeah. you do some of the coaching and stuff for your kid. I think it's such a great balance that, you know, it, it shows a lot of athletes that there is a great life outside of that. And Right. And I think you'll yeah. live vicariously through them anyways. Yeah, that's that's one of the, you know, for me, when you know, with Lennon, Lennon wrestling, that's, that's, um, been pretty cool for me. Um, because, you know, the, the stuff that I was taught by my dad and, and, and my coaches growing up, I'm able to kind of, um, pass on to him. So it's been pretty cool. And hopefully he keeps on doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he says, he said he likes it. So we'll see. He's a hell of a but, uh, baseball player too. So, Oh yeah, he loves baseball. He loves. Baseball. But I have a feeling Jet's gonna be a wrestler, man. I'm just calling oh, this. He's oh, good. God. He's good. Yeah, he's gonna be the he's gonna be the professional wrestler. Yeah, like <laughs> WWE. There you go. Hey, there's there's good money in that. Yeah, yeah. More, more than uh, you know, amateur wrestling for sure. Yeah, that's that's what's frustrating for me, and that was what that was the reason I got out of like Roman Greco style wrestling was because I was like, mm -hmm. dude. This is like the traditional way and it's like the right. right way, but like everybody's making money off of like fake slaps and like belly to back, yeah. belly to back suplexes. Like it's, uh, and, and that's also though kind of what's awesome about wrestling is because there's, um, you know, there's no one really recognizes you to wrestle. No one, you know, when you're in, in high school, you don't get the recognition that, um, a football or team or basketball team does. But that's the that's the beauty of it. It's like there's no glory behind it, but you do it anyway. And yeah. and it's one of the toughest sports, um, in my opinion. I mean, I know I'm a little biased because I do it, but or did it. I don't wrestle anymore. But um, that's that's well, you know, to me, that's why it was cool. That's why I like doing it because no one, you know, there was ten, twenty people at our wrestling meets, but we still, you know, practiced like um animals and and competed and that's what was that's why i liked it yeah that's, that's why yeah. i still like it that's awesome um yeah. so we're you know we're talking about your kids and stuff how how do you like what advice do you have to parents that have kids to keep on training you know like how how do you balance that you know like the chaos of having kids but the consistency of going and working out 
there's a daycare at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no excuse for not working out. And I miss, you know, I miss workouts. I don't, I'm not saying I don't, I, I, you know, um, have things that I have to do and, and I, I miss workouts for sure. But for the most part, we, um, we try to get to the gym, you know, almost every day. So, um, but I also have a wife that, that is a workout freak as well. So she, if I don't, if I don't work out, she makes me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like you guys make it a priority, you know, and yeah. and that's great yeah, advice. Cause sure. I mean, and it's, I think it's good for our kids too to set a good example for them to, you know, want to be healthy and, and, um, you know, they, they like going to the gym and after the daycare, after we pick them up, they want to run laps. So. Yeah. 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 That's a cool thing. Like, and you do yeah. see that with them too. Um, yeah, man, like that's, uh, that's pretty much all we wanted to ask you. And I know yeah. I, I feel like my sister's like on your back right now. Like, Hey, you need to be done. He's coming out in the, the garage to get toys because he had, just had a birthday. So all of his toys are stashed out here. There you yeah. go. Yeah. No, well, thanks for your time. That's a, it's awesome for yeah. you to dedicate it to us. And, you know, you have an awesome family and, yeah. uh, you know, just a, you've definitely transitioned well into, uh, you know, kind of a, a working life in, in that sense. Not a, that a normal person. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, it's, kind I, of, it's, kind a, of. it's a great role model for, you know, the sport and for the, the future of, you know, a, a brutal sport in that sense. And it's, good to hear that you had a full run at it and you know a good experience nonetheless yeah and you're not like uh the guy that just went to prison for like attempted murder or whatever what's yeah, that so good what is that guy so um um oh war machine war machine yeah it's <laughs> suiting yeah. name so um right okay so one thing we have to do because we actually have somebody that is an expert how do you feel about all of the publicity behind this fight. <laughs> I wanted to ask it too. Uh, yeah. McGregor, oh, yeah. McGregor or, or uh, Mayweather and McGregor. Mayweather or McGregor. Yeah. And it was just, Chuck can't was, remember it. Um, I can't. Is this who I would bet on or who I want to win? <laughs> See, and that's what I keep saying too. Like that, that's, because I mean, if I had a bet on a boxing match, I'm going to bet on Floyd Mayweather hands down. Yeah. But I would like to see. Connor win, and it's not because I like him. I don't like either one of them, to be honest with you. But, um, but he's rep, you know, to me, he's representing MMA, and that's how a lot of people are going to look at it. They're going to look at it as this is an MMA versus boxing. But even though he's boxing, he's going to his game. If he loses, they're going to say, okay, well, you know, obviously boxing is still, you know, better or or more relevant than MMA. So. It's a win-win for him. Like he cannot lose. Yeah, he's getting paid, so he does not care. Yeah, and the the thing is, most people are saying he's going to walk away from the sport afterwards. Like he's just going to cash in and be like, "Peace." I mean, four yeah, years in, four years I mean, out. I don't blame him, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that's a lot of cash. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I think that was kind of a cliche answer, but I think it was a good one, um, yeah. nonetheless. So <laughs> still, you, still, you might as well bet for him because the odds are still like way stacked against him. So if you bet a little bit of money, you're gonna win something. You know, I, I, yeah. Like with that said, I agree in the biggest sense in the the fact that Mayweather is a boxer. He knows how to score points. He know he right. has a pretty good chin. You know, like it's if it comes down to points, he'll win, you know, no doubt because well, here, he's a boxer. Well, here's something that you could bet on. That's not, you know, who, who will win and who will lose Like how many rounds do you think he'll stand up at all the rounds? Uh, or do you think he'll get knocked out? I don't, I don't see McGregor. I don't think he's, I don't see him get knocked out, but then again, I don't see him lasting for 12 rounds. It's a long time. That's a long time That's to a stand long up. Time. And when he's used to fighting, you know, three rounds and going into 12 rounds, it's, and it's different because you're just boxing. You only have to focus on boxing. You don't have to worry about getting kicked or taken down or submitted or anything like that. So it's different. But still, he's going to have to move around a lot because Floyd is he's quick and, and he's going to be moving a lot. So. And he's got heavy hands. I don't see him being in that great of shape because he's going to try to be heavier than him. I feel like he's going to try to be bigger than Floyd, and I think he's going to gas. 
Oh, good well, prediction. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to you and see. <laughs> I, yeah. I would go with your your uh, your vote on it. Yeah, I like your I like your insight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right, we'll man. Well, don't put your don't put your money on that because I don't want you, <laughs> you don't want to be responsible. No, no. no. Well, I don't think we're going to bet on it for real. Good. We don't know enough to do. Like, unless you want right. to go to Vegas and bet on like if they're going to stand up, how many punches he's going to land. Like, you're not going to make any money, you know. No. Um. But yeah, man. Like, when you get down here, I'd really love to get some videos with you. I know we've got one. We've got the tire flipping one. But yeah. you know, maybe some specific drills and stuff, and um, we'll keep I think you. I can pick that tire up over my head now. Oh, really? Nice. It's like three. <laughs> no, it's like two two thirty eight. I still have it, right? Is yeah. that the one I have? Yeah, it's the one yeah. I have. Nice. I couldn't do that, but I could probably pick up the 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 me in that video and over my head and throw him around. That's good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we're gonna cut off the podcast, but you can stay on. Um, and we'll talk to you for a little bit more. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we have, dude, we, real quick, we were, uh, all this weekend shooting videos. We're going to have new YouTube videos up. Um, we have the Go program in process. I've got most of my half of it done. Chuck's working on his half right now. And then we've got all the videos for the, um, I guess the assessment part of the video. Yeah. Um, all that's done. We're just working on getting it together and getting it up online. So yeah, we filmed some new flashy stuff for you and everything just to get your chops uh, salivating, you know, and make you make you just look at a, the, our stuff because it's what a lot of people are doing, but not they're not explaining it. And we're actually going into detail yeah. from a professional opinion on how to do this stuff. So we're looking forward to getting all this content to you. And thanks as always for listening and, um, you know, always share our stuff. If you like it, like it, follow, uh, you know, post subscribe to our YouTube. Yeah, it's going to get better and better. And, um, post a, a review on iTunes. It'd be awesome. Yeah. We We'd, need some reviews on iTunes. Man. Yeah. So if you don't start doing that, we're going to have to start chasing you guys down by, by <laughs> username. So, and I've been running a lot so I can catch you. Yeah. Parker's fast. Yeah. All right. On that note, thank you for listening. Adios. Thank you for listening to FAQ Fitness Podcast. If you liked our show, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. For more workout programs, video resources, and to ask your fitness questions, check out our website at FAQFitnessPodcast.com. 